welcome to the I Want More Comics podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Richie. And today we are here to talk about Rebirth. It's our big show. Oh, it's our <laughs> big Rebirth special. Uh, we're actually going to be doing two shows tonight. Uh, this is going to be our pre the uh, pregame pregame before the big Calm event. Before the storm, you can hear the windows rumbling. It's exactly. really scary. <laughs> we're going to be talking about. Uh, that was earlier today. It's with the, the Rebirth apocalypse. Oh my word, that, yeah, was, that was horrible. Awesome. So we're going to do the, kind of the normal show and maybe a little shorter because we are going to be getting ready for our big event and live broadcasting with you. So uh, without further ado, let's just jump right into the news. This past Sunday, the first episode of Preacher uh, was aired on AMC to rave reviews from critics and fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it. I enjoyed it a lot. I honestly was uh, thinking I was not going to enjoy it. I thought they were going to do a little bit too much from the material, but I was actually really shocked to see that they stayed, at least to the characters and to the the feel of the book, pretty faithful. Uh, it's not a Sin City direct adaptation panel for panel, but I really enjoyed it. So um, I would recommend that. I know you're pressuring me in to watch it. Yes. Since I, I'm a huge Preacher fan. I will definitely watch it. <laughs> it is on the list. Yes. Um, and then, honestly, guys, most of the news has been about Rebirth this past week. Big surprise. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh, the co- well, there were copies given out to different media outlets for reviews, and they had an embargo. Uh, some people broke that embargo, and a lot of the... The shocking moments and things in the main Rebirth book were spoiled, and that's kind of what's been taking up the news cycle when it comes to comic books. Uh, for instance, today we found out the true cover for one of the Rebirth titles, a character that they previously solicited on the cover they said was a ruse because they didn't want anybody to know who was in the DC Rebirth book, and now it's now the front page, <laughs> and everyone's saying, oh, i got to get this book. So... That, I thought that was very interesting for so DC to do that. So they also changed the title of the book? Like no. Like what was solicited? Uh-uh. So uh, which book was it? It was uh, Rebirth Titans. Okay. And they put they put Donna Troy on the cover, and that is not who is truly on the cover. He, uh, oh. So, yeah. And a lot of people online went, you know, who have uh, seen the spoilers have gone, oh, I got to buy that book. It's like, wow, okay. I didn't know that was the book that that was going to be happening in. But So there was that. Um, of course, the shocking moments. So we're not going to spoil it uh, here right now for you, so we're, don't worry about that. We're not going to be talking about that. But many of the moments that people are going to enjoy about this book were talked about, spoiled, part of the news cycle, put on Facebook, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I guess one of the things that we were talking about a little bit before we started the show was the uh, Jeff Johns buyback guarantee, which just was released a couple hours ago. So great, too. So Jeff Johns goes out there, tweets, and says, hey, I guarantee you're going to like this book. If you don't like this book, mail it back to me. I will write you a check for the cost of the book plus the postage. Uh, Sounds bold. Sounds like an attention grabber. Uh, Then those of us that have read the book completely understand it. Uh, Honestly, here at the store, we would do the same. If you really didn't like this book, you could bring it back to us. We would buy it back from you. The popularity of this book is going to be monumental. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, We're going to talk about it a little bit more in our Spinning the Racks, but if you're a DC fan, this is a fantastic book. 
So that's kind of it for how the many, How many well, years does this does this book gonna cover? Oh, oh well, I mean, just just throwing it out there. Okay, there's well, a I lot mean, of there's a lot of years and a lot of stuff back into this one book. Sure. Well, that's things that again, you know, like the Silver Age. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I mean, there it's, you go. It, it's Jeff Johns. It's Jeff Johns. He's gonna use the entire history of the DC universe. This isn't just about the New Fifty Two. This isn't about a new rebirth. This is kind of about everything, and we'll explain a little bit more later, but. It is it is a monumental book for DC fans, and for I mean, it actually is a rebirth of the DC universe. So, it deserves the media attention and uh, and the fun that we're going to be giving it. So, uh, but honestly, that's kind of it for the news. It was mostly rebirth. That's what's the big thing this week. So, um, I guess we'll get into our picks really quickly. Uh, Sean, what was your pick this week? Let's have you go first. Okay, uh, my pick this week was Invincible One Twenty Eight. By Robert Kirkman, produced from Image Comics. This book is—I have not read an issue that wasn't good. Honestly, every time I read this, I, I end with cussing because <laughs> it's so good. I agree with it's, that. I want to slam it down like a football and do the do the touchdown dance every time I read an That's issue. That's amazing. So, <laughs> and this this Great. this particular issue did not disappoint. I mean, oh my God! There's—he can do so much in one book, and. Because, I mean, Kirkman does get kind of wordy, especially in, um, like, Walking Dead. Yeah. Sometimes he'll get a little wordy. But in this book, he might get a little bit wordy, but then all of a sudden, five things happen. Right. And Just right in front of you. Yeah. That's that's where all the cussing comes from. Like, <laughs> Holy, you know. <laughs> if you have not tried Vince Invincible, if it's it's been a book that you've seen, you've Fantastic. thought of, or anything like that, uh, we always turn around and recommend that people read through the first two trades. Um, the... First trade is a, a very good setup. It yeah, it's kind of introduces you to the characters. Yeah, introduces you to the universe, how things work, how things <clears> come <throat> together, and all this. It, trade number two gives you the twist, and it gives you a monumental a left giant, turn, yeah. a giant <laughs> yeah. gut punch. Yeah, I would. I what I enjoy about it is it has the uh, authenticity of a superhero book, a superhero comic book. And as a big reader of superhero comic books, it's something that that I fall into easily. And then the second trade has just this, um, I would say, willingness to jump off the edge for no reason at all and without consequence because it's all Kirkman-owned and Kirkman-operated. He does whatever he wants with these characters. So he gives you the, the sponge to just absorb the characters but then cuts it right away from you without remorse, kind of like Walking Dead and a lot of like Garth Ennis... Esque type well, of. I, I still think he's probably one of the best at throwing you curveballs. Oh, I would hands so you, down agree you, that. you don't see where it's coming. Like you absolutely don't see this thing come out of left field and hit you in the face. You think it's going to be one thing, and it's like, oh no. And what oh, issue oh, is no. is this one here? This is well, this is one twenty eight, and it's still hitting you with curveballs. And curve it's still balls hitting like that. you with curveballs. That's crazy. Oh, there was three major curveballs in this one book. So the character had basically disappeared. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a weird, it wasn't really a reset, but he, so he disappears and then he, he gets brought back in and it's been five years. <laughs> and all this other stuff's kind and of happened. And it just happened right now. You, <laughs> so, but I, I love the fact stuff. that on the top of this book, the tagline has changed. I, I can't remember what the, the original one, now it says the best 
with superhero crossed out comic in the universe. <laughs> right. Because he used to say probably best you know the best superhero comic right. in the universe. And he, he keeps changing it, and now it's just the best comic in the universe. <laughs> part, part of it's insider joke. Part of it is actually just straight up truth to the people that know. Like, right. it, it is... It's a ridiculously good, well-put-together story. It is something that it's its own universe you can read and keep going with. It is the the Netflix best series you've ever seen and never want to end. You know, you Absolutely. don't ever oh, yeah. want to have the final episode of this. You know someday it probably is going to happen, but well, and with all keep the finding up turns, things. You yeah. really think it's going to end. There's certain <laughs> yeah. times you're, you're, yeah. it's over. This, this thing has happened and it's changed everything so much. There, there's How is he going to, you know, where is he going to go from here? I honestly, I think I've read <laughs> up to around 70s, somewhere around there. I, I want to say I'm up to 100, but let's say I'm around 70s. At the 70 mark, I thought this comic was done. 75 was, was Vitramite yeah. War. You, yeah, you read I all that I stuff. I remember that, yeah. Okay. Like, this is... This is talk to us about it. Right. This is this is the the story that we would pimp and push the most. Oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. So, so I had oh I, hold on, hold Jason. On. Let's, 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 whoa, whoa. let's Where did get that some introduction from? here and all this. Where did that come from? <laughs> Sneaking into the room here. Who's this yeah, and and uh, in, introducing uh, our personal friend of the store, uh, the former host of a podcast way back in the day, Fanboy Faceoff. Uh, this is Jason Page. So he's joining us tonight to talk about some little rebirth with us. So welcome. Hey, thanks. Um, so my history with Invincible. So a million years ago, Sean here <laughs> said, hey, Jason, you ought to try, yeah, try reading this. Um, so and, and this was a book that for me, I was kind of on again, off again with um, you know right now my my level of comic uh, reading is almost strictly digital um, uh, they did I'm not sure if it was if they did this ish, issue as a print issue for free but I believe it was issue 118 um, uh, was, a quarter issue yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was a quarter issue yep. okay because uh, well, they were trying to get everybody to jump on for, at that point. For, for digital it was free so I was like okay I'll see I'll see where it was at I read the digital Digital issue. Then I went and they had every trade digitally for five bucks. I bought every digital <laughs> trade that I had that I didn't already own. Right. Um, so I mean, where I am with this book right now is this is one of my favorite favorite comics. Yeah. This for, digitally, this particular issue. I know that there's one more issue after this on the stands right now. Mm-mm. This is it. Nope. Yep. We're talking about it right mm-hmm. now. You're, you're, oh, you're current. Oh, yeah. I, I'm one behind then. I'm, okay. This I, is brand new last week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah this read, just came out. I haven't read this one. I read. I read the one. You were in the one moment where he first comes back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is dealing with the I, fallout of him I, first I, coming back. I, I'm glad <laughs> I I came in late and missed the conversation. Oh, I didn't. No, we, <laughs> we don't spoil. I didn't spoil anything. Yeah. Spoil. No, no, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Uh, the, the only thing I spoiled was that he was gone yes. and he came back. And it's been a length of Blank time. Blank was That's gone. All I said. <laughs> Blank so. has come back. That's, right. That's all I know. That's right. Okay. Yeah, uh, beautiful. I, I mean, you know, for me, that that the quarter issue on the stands or the free issue digitally, what sold me about that was immediately putting the family into space. You know, and well, now you're spoiling it. <laughs> <laughs> What a jerk! I just. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. It does go to say that a comic book at issue one eighteen can grab somebody that 
I'd make him go back and buy yeah, all the just yeah, whatever he was missing. Yeah. That says <laughs> like, I can't remember about, this, but well, oh wait, no, I need this goodness. That says yeah. everything about how this comic book is written, and I truly think that if you pick up an issue of this, it automate automatically makes you want to know more about the universe, why things matter so much, and so you can get hit right in the face every time you turn the page. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what this book does. Absolutely. Um, all right, uh, shall we go to Richie for his pick? Sure. So I I went with. Robin, son of Batman, this week. Um, I've been reading this since it came out, and for the most part, I picked it up when I heard about it as just because it was a Batman title. <laughs> That's the only reason I picked it up. Uh, since it started on New 52, it hasn't really fallen for me. Uh, the story was Patrick Gleason, and he carried that through the death of Robin, and he was kind of. The interesting thing about this comic is they had to deal with all the Morrison stuff <laughs> that, oh, okay. that dropped in the middle of New 52. All the Batman Incorporated? Right. All the Batman Incorporated stuff and the death of Robin. And then they turned Robin the son of Batman and tried to make a story out of that. And I think that they did that beautifully. I think it was... I think it was... It was what? stylistic. And what, do you, what do you get to say? <laughs> oh, no. Just... Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, no. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No. Uh, we're just... Yeah. Let's just see if Jake's a read it. And <laughs> he's supposed just, to yeah. not be reading, supposed to not yeah, be yeah, reading yeah. this yet. Yeah. 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 I know the piece of candy is spoiler on the table alert. in front of you. Uh, okay. The shiny red button is sitting right there for you to Cause, push. Because, spoiler alert, we uh, uh, the three of us know what goes on in it, but there's two of us here who have not. So we were going to do a Talk live reaction. Rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. Live reaction, no spoilers. No spoilers. Yes. Here in a couple minutes. Yes, but... but uh, but both guys, both guys are huge. Both guys are huge DC fans, so yeah. it, it'll My be fun to hear. Off for this. It'll, it'll be fun. Geek out. Anyway, all right, let's get back to so. And then we Robin, get to rebirth. So Robin having to deal with Damien himself, the complicated character that he is because of Morrison and the fact that he wanted to get rid of him, and the fans wanted him back, and having to deal with that processing, I think Gleason took that not only as a challenge, but then like wanted to tell his own story. And that story melded into a real solidified idea of what Damien Wayne is. And Damien Wayne for me is a character I didn't want to like. Uh, the character itself I think is too many, it was just another step and I was just like, okay. You're gonna hate me because I totally bailed a long time ago on I, this. And I so. <laughs> 100% understand that I might be the only one here reading this comic book because... You are, aren't you, Zach? Well, I mean, I'm, I haven't been reading the Robin Son of Batman book, but I've always liked Damien. Um, I'm, again, I'm interested in picking up some of his books when they do the rebirth. Right. Um, it, but uh, I've never had a problem. I mean, I agree. When when Grant Morrison did the Damien stuff, it really wasn't until Batman and Robin, the first Correct. run with Grant Morrison that he did with Frank Quietly and um, Dick Grayson as Batman. That's when I started to fall in love with the Damien character. And not only that, but I think it works a, a million times better with... Uh, Dick Grayson as Batman than Bruce. Yes. When Bruce is Batman, the Damian Robin doesn't, because they're both brooding assholes. So to be, <laughs> pretty you know, much. they're just, they're just, they're they're jerks. The thing I liked about Robin, so the Robin the son of Batman, is that they carried Damian himself into kind of like a side project. He was outside of everything that was going on in Gotham and then eventually came back to Gotham being the badass I am Robin you guys because they did the I am Robin and or we are Robin and I am the love yeah he came in and said none of you are <laughs> he came in and said none of you are Robin and I'll take on any one of you that think you are and it was great 
So the, this story, Robinson. It was a come at me bro moment. It was a huge come at me bro moment, and he he was like beating up little kids stuff just because they were wearing his colors. It was amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he's still kind of a brooding asshole. Oh, he's totally a jerk. <laughs> he, he came back because Bruce died, and then he was like, well, if, well, he got didn't better. die, but he got he did get he better. But <laughs> when Bruce took his hiatus, Robin came back saying, don't worry, Father, I won't let your city die. And then smacked the crap out of anyone that was pretending to be Robin, hmm. including, you know, Red Hood and Red Robin and then. So I enjoy this Robin and this story and Robin, son of Batman, a little bit more on the the lens focusing on him, turning him into a little bit of a kid. For some reason, they gave him like a gap tooth now, and I don't know why. It kind of bugs me. (laughs) It's artist rendition? Yeah, it's artist rendition. Especially in Robin, son of Batman, you'll see a lot of him like being toothless, like he's losing his baby teeth because I think he's 11 or something. Maybe that's how he spits the water. Right. <laughs> but and like you'll see that his boots are untied for whatever reason. For any reason at all. So. All right. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. I guess you can kick your shoe at somebody's face. <laughs> right. Surprise! <laughs> I guess Batman never taught him the ninja way to tie your boot, so you can I kick guess. ass and not put, or Velcro for that matter. But duct tape. Regardless, the story's good and it does have a better rendition of Talia. A lot of I have a lot of nerd arguments on forums about Talia Al Ghul and Morrison's take on her, versus like everybody else's and how Damien came to be and he does in this story it turns Batman and Talia into kind of a bickering couple Hmm. versus an assassin versus another assassin and it's kind of interesting in that way it's a great book Uh, I would recommend a trade purchase not something to follow week to week I think the stories I think the earlier stories are better so volume one pick that up definitely and if you enjoy that storytelling and the, the idea of who Damien is and maybe want to know him better, I think it would be great. And that's all until I read Rebirth and tell you to just ignore all of this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So for my pick of the week, um, I picked Archangel number one. Uh, I didn't get a chance to read that yet. (laughs) It is the new book from IDW. It is uh, written by William Gibson. He is most famous for the science fiction classic uh, Neuromancer. And the artist was Butch Geis, who's been around forever. Yeah. And this is going to be a uh, World War II time travel science fiction story. Yeah, it looks so cool. It, 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 I didn't, I didn't I get a chance. I actually spaced reading it. And then oh, now I want to look at it. We were getting ready to rotate stuff around. And I said, oh, man, I forgot to read that book. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was one of the first things I read because I was really interested to see what he was going to do in the world of comics. This is his first comic that he's ever done. And in the back, he actually has a really cool little essay about how he's seen for years that comics are the new way to tell great stories other than novels. And so he wanted to try this, and he's thinking about doing more comics. So we'll see where that goes. But this one is basically a people in the present sending people back into World War II. There's evil people and good people trying to stop them from messing with history. And that's the basics of the, of the first issue and of the main story. And it it's violent, it's dark, it's gritty. It has some really cool sci-fi science fiction concepts. Uh, I enjoyed it. I was actually really shocked that this was his first comic book. I didn't feel like it was too wordy or it was slow or, or paced weird. Or yeah, exactly. I was I, I thought it was actually really really good. And then in the back of the book, uh, it's it's a it's a four ninety nine comic book, and the other half of the book is all about how they made it and how they thought up the characters and how they designed the characters and how. Uh, 
he thought about how he was going to write these characters and how he's going to use them in the story. So that was very interesting as well. I don't know if they're going to do that for every issue, but I, I think for the first one, he laid it all out and kind of gave you a, a plan of what he's going to be doing. So... Uh, again, another science fiction pick for me. Is that another IDW pick? Uh, too? Another IDW nice. pick. Yeah. Two IDWs. Um, IDWs. I yeah, it. I mean, I think again, we always talk about it. Comics are doing great things with different genres. I, I'm a huge science fiction fan, and the last couple of weeks they put out two really cool books. I would highly recommend it if you've read Neuromancer, if you want something in the vein of like Timeline, uh, something like that. Uh, you're, you'll probably really enjoy this book. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, this is a book you want to pick up? You probably, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the, it's not going to be as humorous right. and, and as lighthearted as the other ones. This one's pretty, uh, pretty dark, but it is going to have that uh, how one of the main characters is a woman and everyone you know gives her stuff for going back in time and how you know she's going to be making them sandwiches and stuff you know so uh, you know so there's like and, and, she, and she tells them uh, you know some curse words back at them so uh, again it's not a kid's book but it is a good science fiction book it's a mini series so not again not a lot of commitment huge commitment but if you like science fiction if you like that like I said, timeline, time traveled, World War II stories. You will like this book. Excellent. All right. Spinning the Rex. Spinning the Rex. All right. So the moment has come. Let us get down to the reading of the rebirths. With Richie right, and gentlemen. Jason. So, I'll tell you, I'll we, tell you where this idea. Yes. I'm going to tell you where this idea came from. Um, we've been at this game for a while. Uh, there was some big events going on. Another Jeff Johns related thing in Blackest Night. Yep. And so while we were following and seeing all this stuff come out, there was that issue that uh, was it Blackest Night one or was it like Blackest Night five that was the that that one release there and all this where we brought Jason in and he got to read it live at the store. Was it the first one or was it... Oh, it may have been the first one. It was the it first was, one. I think it was the first yeah, one. Because, so, because yeah, because it was the, the Sue Dibney yeah. reveal that yeah. he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pooped, yeah, so, he pooped a little, right? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> J- Jason, the greatest part about knowing Jason in comics is that Jason is the absolute classic definition of fanboy because he is passionate, he gets involved, he, he fist pumps, he screams out in elation. You know, this is... This is the kind of thing that. Well, that, this is what we're expecting while you're reading. This. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if, you, if you're feeling it, you need to roll with it. Exactly. Let what what we're hoping to recreate here is to kind of share. I mean, a little we're, bit we're of trying not to say any like holy f- or anything like that, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> let, let so your the, emotions flow so through. So the idea is here is that Richie and Jason have not read the book yet. This is their first there. They've avoided the spoilers. They've stayed yeah. away from it. They are going to be fresh into the book here. They're going to be reading this in the background while the other. Ones, uh, the rest of us here are going to talk about uh, ideas, uh, things that lead up to this. Again, we're keeping this spoiler free. We're not going to turn around and just ruin the book because in the the concept of, again, why we're trying to share the reactions of somebody else here about this is that we think this book is so strong and so grabbing to, to fans of DC, to even fans of comics, that we want to we want to see that that 
pure emotion kind of go on. So in the background, we may hear some oohs and ahs and all this while they read it. And then you guys can start reading now. Still start reading. And then and then join us in the conversation. Yes. And if you guys want to say something, it's I think it's totally cool to say, hey, no spoilers, but this was a really cool reveal, and we can we can do some of that. So I I actually really appreciated the fact that John's put his money where his mouth or his his mouth where his money is, or whatever. We were talking about that. We're making the same offer. Yeah. We're 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 going to extend it because we think that the we ordered high on this book, and we think that we didn't order enough. Not enough. <laughs> we're we're right now an hour fifteen, hour twenty until we're gonna have, be able to sell this at midnight. Um, it's gonna go fast. It's going to be a hot book. This is this is one of those monumental, pointing, changing. Like Justice League number fifty. Yeah, well, well you, you don't necessarily. <laughs> you don't. I'm just, so I'm just, I hit that page too, yeah. and I went and read that, and I was like, okay. There I is, put it down, and then yeah. I just kept going. There is <laughs> one. There is one plot point in Justice League fifty right. that is established before what goes on in Rebirth. Okay. So you'll get it in there. Yeah, Don't yeah, worry you'll about see it. it. It's yeah. not, you'll be, you'll it's be not going to change the world. Just saying. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to get ticked off right now. No, no you're not. Because I will get ticked off. Yeah. No, don't worry about that. <laughs> no, right. well, I'm not. So, I'm hoping. I mean. <laughs> let, let's, let's talk about the abstract of what this, this yes. Rebirth was and all this. Let's talk about where this came from. Absolutely. Well, so I mean, the, the, the biggest misconception about Rebirth is that it's a reboot. And uh, that is not what it is at all. Anybody, if anybody's read Green Lantern Rebirth and Flash Rebirth, uh, both written by Jeff Johns, they were both miniseries that did not reboot the continuity, did not get rid of the continuity. What it did was that it realigned the core concepts of what made the heroes great. Um, for an example, when before Green Lantern Rebirth, Guy Gardner was a character called Warrior. He had weapons that came out of his body, and he fought in space. He was not a Green Lantern. It was so terrible. And it was not the fan's favorite thing. Jones did not get rid of it, say it was a dream, do anything like that. He actually put it into the story, fixed it, and went forward with Guy Gardner as a lantern because a lot of people grew up loving Guy Gardner as a lantern. And so that's kind of the philosophy that they did in those books, and they're doing it with the entire line this time. I always think Rebirth should have been called Reintroduction because the idea and the concept is is to to take what's already there to give you the angle that we're going to focus on and pay attention to it now to bring points up of the history yes. and to bring them into the current relevance. Well, but I still think you, know, you could have called it whatever you wanted. People still would have complained. So, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that. Like, we're we're gonna just we're focusing on the idea that again, rebirth is not scrap any part of the DC universe. No, throw it all away and go here. But it is, and we have to, you know, we have to bring this up. And this is this is something that's being brought up quite a bit. Well, Richie just raised no, his arms hand, in relation. Dude, hands up! You need your hands what? up. You, you need to like what? Talk out loud. They can't see you. I don't. That's kind of a spoiler. I just no. You just say ooh or something. I don't know. Just just uh, uh, Richie. I will tell you this whole book is full of spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we gotta we gotta get past that. All right. All right. <laughs> every page. Just, ooh. <laughs> there it is. I'm just saying every. Page from now on it's, is going to be. I didn't know that was going to happen. I, I didn't know that was going to happen. I think this that the that's whole further explained in fifty. That is your point in fifty. Yes, okay. I'm going to say yes. That's what right. they wanted you to there know. You Don't worry about it. All right. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Just going to move past that. So, John's is John's and DC by what they're doing with Rebirth is partially admitting 
that New 52 oh. is... <laughs> oh. No, no spoilers for Jason. Yes, I mean cursed. That's awesome. This conversation is going to get derailed so many times. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. So, so. they're admitting that New Fifty Two was no longer working the way they wanted to. This is that is part of rebirth. A part of what the sales pitch is about this is that we're getting back to the stories that fans liked. That was part of it. This rebirth special is absolutely underlining that point. Yep, it is. Flawlessly dirty. talking about it. Just dirty. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing it wrong. <laughs> so uh, it's it takes a lot for a big company like this to turn around can, and say, wait, "Hey, can you hear his gum? He's chewing faster." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it I'm takes. Fla- I'm flashing back to many, many things. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is it childhood and good? <laughs> it is. <laughs> So, it takes a lot for a big company to turn around and say, hey, what we're doing right now needs a full stop, needs a change, needs yes. a repositioning, and we're going to go in a different direction. Yes. And and I got to tell you, um, again, in the abstract, they didn't just hmm. go in, in, in a different direction. They wanted to up the ante with this. There they was, definitely, there, definitely did that. There were some things. Uh, Keith and I were talking about it, and he told me um, if I were to write down... 50 things that I thought Rebirth was going to have in it was one of the big, you know, major things would it be on there. And I was like, not in a million years. I agree with you. Not in a million years. Oh, son. (laughs) (laughs) That's the exact same part. Which part is it? not to tear up. (laughs) Oh, you guys are so cute. (laughs) So just so everybody knows, Richie Uh, is wearing a a Batman t-shirt. It says, I wish it was Batman, but I suck at fighting and I'm poor. This is true. So, so Batman is a big part of this book, and there's some great stuff in there too. But anyway, there is so not many parts of the DC universe that are not touched in this book. Yes, no, they pretty there, much hit most everything. You get, you may just get a little reference here. You yep. may just get a little nod in this direction. Well, there was enough of it that when I read it earlier, there was two points where I had to look at at Zach, and I was like, all right, what's going on here? Because I didn't, I didn't know it. You know, I'm not. Zach is definitely a much larger DC fanboy than I, I yes, ever was. I'm a fanatic. Yep. So. <laughs> I'm every freaking page, man. I feel, how are you going to do this podcast? <laughs> this is what we wanted. Honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and like Richie said, I mean, again, no spoilers, but that's one of the things that John does so well. And, and honestly, it, it is a uh, good sales tool because there's so many things in here that you go, what does that mean? What is that about? And they're doing a book, you know, that's going to be tying in somehow with it. So I'm five pages in and already I think that Jeff Johns is like definitely, definitely this, definitely like he's got to be that just OCD about. <laughs> he's like Rain Man. Yeah, he's the Rain totally Man Rain of DC. Man of DC. <laughs> he knows yeah, he knows yeah, his history. Yeah, that was going to happen. Fifty-two. Definitely fifty-two. He knows his he, he knows his DC history, and he's again he's realigning the 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 concepts and things that that people love about the characters. My sales pitch on DC Rebirth was: How could you not want to buy an eighty-page giant book written? by a great writer filled in by you know all the work is done by great artists how could you not want that kind of level of of entertainment and I will say this that after reading it I was way underestimating it 
it is ridiculously yeah. better than I could have. I, w- I was expecting to be entertained. I was expecting like, oh, this is good. We're going to establish Batman's here, Superman's there. You know, here's where the world's going to be. I think, I think it was exactly the same. I was thinking, said. okay, we're, yeah. we're going to yeah. establish a new status quo. And that went way beyond. This oh, yeah. is this is so many shifts and changes and points. And the greatest part about this is, is because they're putting together a cohesive idea and going forward with this. Yes. This is the groundwork. This yep. is all the roots that are going to spiral out and going to grow. And this is what, I I don't know, this is absolutely up to my interest in reading Rebirth specials coming up. Yep, absolutely. This is, you know, and, and trying out some of these different stories and oh. saying. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Well, let me just add, Richie, that's what Titan's Rebirth is with that character. So... Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put this out now. Chris, you're going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. But, that, but that's the thing. Is that they, but again, yeah, that, that's what they're doing. One of the books they, they announced today has to do with this book, and I think that most of us are going to be reading it. So, they, yeah, I mean, this book is... Uh, Even if you can't read, the pictures are awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I, I don't want I don't want to come back and pivot and beat up Marvel about this because that's that's not the goal of this. But this is what I want in a realignment. This is what I want in an event book. At all this, I want this to have meaning and impact. And it's unfortunate that when Marvel went with the relaunch of of their new titles. You see that? Yeah. 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 Wait, brother. Wait. (laughs) You aren't even. You aren't even. I know, I'm not even. (laughs) The Secret Wars was supposed to lead into new number ones. And it was supposed to reset and do some different things. And I liked the Secret of Wars event. I I liked reading it. What it made me want to do is it made me want to go read Fantastic Four stories by Jonathan Hickman. Stuff I hadn't tried before. I think Hickman delivered and went great in that direction. Um, But it didn't necessarily make me feel like everything was new again and everything was was changing and all this. This does. This is mm-hmm. everything here matters. Everything goes forward. And it's really good for that. It's my a pet peeve I will always have when creators come on to a a existing property title, anything like that, is the there was a large amount of them I could think of that had a tendency to want to throw away other people's work. Yeah, they just shoved it off a cliff. To, yeah. to, to make the sandbox their sandbox that they wanted to play with. And what? I was... <laughs> Sorry. No, that's, You're that's, supposed to be doing that. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, the... When I see somebody do it well, when I see them pay respect to what came before, when they say, hey, my stuff is going to be relevant, that other stuff is not thrown out, but this is how it's going, this is what it's working on, and all this. Best example. Best example, Sandman. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Best example was Sandman. I, I hands down agree. That was amazing, the way that was dealt with. It oh, yeah. absolutely tells you why the other Sandman, the Golden yep. Age Sil- Sandman, and the, the Bronze Age, Sil- I'm sorry, Silver Age and Bronze Age ones, matter. They were real. They didn't... Yep. But his Sandman has nothing to do with, you know, superheroes or a guy with a sleep gun or anything like that. You know, there's no tights to to Morpheus. So, but he does it in such a great way that he doesn't have to destroy anybody else's work. Nope. And and Jeff Johns always does that. He, He never goes in and says, 
this never happened, I don't like this. In fact, a lot of times, going back to Blackest Night, he takes something that was really small, a couple-page backup that Alan Moore did in the Green Lantern comic books in the 80s, and made a huge event out of it. Extrapolated on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, he took the history and made something. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the future. (laughs) And it is good. (laughs) I can see where you're on Actually, that for me, that was one point where I had to stop and be like, "Who's this? Is this what I think this is?" And I'm <laughs> like, "Well, it's this and this." With his, you know, he pushes up his nerd glasses. Right. It's right. actually this and this. In, in issue forty-seven. <laughs> no, but uh, it's funny. Yeah, when I read it, I went, "Oh yeah, that's a blah." And uh, and and uh, I can't remember who it was today, but somebody was like, "You know that off the top of your head?" I said, "Yes, I do." But anyway, um, but yeah, so so John's is like that with what he did in Sandman. He never, he never takes a title and says, "Oh, I'm on it now. Let's get rid of everything." No, he's no, going like to use. He it. reads everything yes. multiple times, yes, and then starts building oh. a story out of that. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see. The doctor is in. Oh, no, oh no, 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 no. there we go. <laughs> yep. Uh, we actually bet I that he you. would. I yep, told you. Yep, yep, I you told did. you that was going to happen. <laughs> yep. We and I discussed that point. We did. Well, no, we didn't. Just, I didn't let you know that little point. No. Oh, no, it's great. and I was like, "Oh, I think you're gonna like that." Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's great. In fact, in fact, one of my favorite moments in this book, uh, I did not. Uh, it's not a, it's not a huge. I think people are actually lining. Yeah, I think people are lining up. I keep hearing car doors. Yeah, yep. there's people getting here. I mean, this is this is gonna be a push. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. But uh, I I learned about some of the some of the big events. I mean, being being a comic store owner. Sadly, sometimes that stuff, stuff happens. Gets, yeah, gets spoiled for sure. Yeah, but it's all right. It didn't matter for me because when I read this, I was so satisfied with reading this. But there was a couple moments, and one in particular, that did not get spoiled. And honestly, it's not a big deal for the entire DC universe. But it was my favorite moment out of comics in a Quick, long which time. Which moment was it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. But tell me. <laughs> I I would love to. Sign language it to me. That's right. That's right. Let's go. I just did it, um, which, which I loved, and I can't. Oh, wait. I know exactly what you're talking and about. And I can't wait to hear them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I can't yeah. wait to hear them do that uh, when they see that moment. But, but yeah, I mean, again, reading, the, I was so satisfied because even though you're I right. knew some of the. <laughs> I, see, uh, there's another character that Sean said, "Who is this?" And I was like, "Oh, it was pre Fifty Two, and and you yeah, had it was to a character be, I never read. So. I never read, and I was like, "Yeah, this person worked on him, and this happened." And I was like, "This is Jason's gonna geek out at this part." And I think there's one other part we talked about. He's probably gonna lose his shit on too. Yep. Besides the other parts you were talking about. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> let's let's without dancing around the spoiler, you know, not sure. getting into the detail and all this. There's a major behind the scenes player at play at a, at the at yes. the, the new 52 at yes. the flashpoint at the stuff like there's a major thing there that is again list a hundred things you can think of they will touch inside the DC universe you're not even going to name these characters nope you're not even going to think that they would be involved in this in this world and it's <laughs> not a million years unbelievably okay. good. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It feels, it feels Grant Morrison esque. You know, like of just drawing upon the pool of obscurity oh, to sure. integrate. 
Well, and, and they just, and one of the big news cycles was they interviewed Jeff Johns about this issue and why he chose what, that, he, chose. what he chose. And I sat there, and, and it makes 100% logical sense. This wasn't just sensationalism. Some people have said, have said that this is just sensationalism, but I don't think so. Well, no, I, I guarantee you, you will have sure. people that will come back sure, but the logic negatively sense. against this. But sure, it, but it, the logic sense of it makes, it's not, it's 2 plus 2 equals 4, well, and I it's told, really... I completely agree with you yeah. where he came up with the idea and the concept. I it does make sense. It makes complete sense. Yeah. But I just I mean I just know everybody knows with the internet there's always gonna be somebody who's like just really grumpy. <laughs> See, and, and uh, uh, another aside, you have to understand that probably four or five of Jason's favorite books and characters have not been around for a long time, are now back. So that's that's just just oh, he, he's very happy. Um the thing is, this is not going. You're not going to have absolutely every plot point, every little thing, to be 100% love with. What? <laughs> you are set up, dude. Yeah, that, that actually made me pretty happy too. That's so great, oh, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> All right. There are going to be plenty of characters inside this that you're not. That are going to be yours to follow, and that's fine. The whole point of this was to set up line-wide options. Yep. There are going to be people that want to read every DC book. There are going to be people that want to read 75% of them. And then there's going to be people that only care about one or two of them. But it's set up for all the fans. All the fans get something at the buffet. Yep, and I think that what they're doing with Rebirth, they've given you a monster buffet instead of just a couple of items like at the um, lunch cafeteria. Uh, Like you said, I think that this book is actually going to pull in lapsed DC readers. I think this book is going to bring in some new DC readers because there's so many different, like you said, different things. They're together. It's so smart. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) You see, and I will. I will. There was a comment I read on online tonight by a retailer, and. It makes me pause and think. And they asked in a serious tone, is this book Eisner worthy? Like, that's the kind of quality that this book yeah, is being spoken about. Yeah, we need a retailer that says that. Because we're all pretty uh, jaded, jaded people. <laughs> so. it, it's definitely a duo that I never thought I wanted to see together. <laughs> and they're together. <laughs> well, going, going to, to your point, I... Um, the more I think about this book, the more I like it. The more it, when I read it today, I sat there and I was so excited to read it. And after I was done, I was like, yeah, that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. But the more I, A, watch these guys read it or think about it or think about the the steps that Jeff Johns took is very smart. It is very well done. And I honestly can say, I think, then this is my personal opinion. This is going to be one of the best comic books of the year, hands down. Uh, yeah, I know we still have half the year to go, but I think it's got to be—it's going to be in the top five, no matter what comes out this year. So I need to figure out what happened there. <laughs> That's fifty. <laughs> so I think we're going to be transitioning this yep, out to we're where gonna we're be... going to get get some start getting some fan reactions and all this for everything you've heard, Richie and Jason, for all the things we wanted to set up and all those wow moments and all this. They're approaching the quarter. 
Yeah, way through. So when, yeah, we're, when you guys are done, two. when you guys yeah. are done, yeah. and we're we're live and direct, yeah. you guys are gonna have to come on and, and geek out a little more. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna move it out to the front room, and is. we're gonna be talking to the fans, uh-huh. and we're gonna be doing our live event. So thank you for joining us on this one. Uh, sorry, this one was rushed, but we have an awesome event to uh, start up. So we'll see you on the next episode. See you soon. Peace, guys.